Roxo Media House. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode 47 as we climb closer and closer to number 50. Today, Texas Rangers right-hander Ryan Garcia, who's playing for the Downey's Wood Ducks. A great story about this kid, some impressive numbers he's put up. But before we do that, let's go to the big league team and okay. talk about them. Texas right. Rangers are 49-62, and 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They've lost last night. Obviously, they're playing. In, they played in Houston yesterday, and they lost back in town tonight for uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Twenty two games back in the West. Don't think they're going to catch up. Nine and a half back of the wild card. I guess there's still an outside nope. chance. Nope. Um, look, a lot of kids are playing now. Um, they don't have a rotation right now. Everybody's getting hurt. They got two on the IL. I mean, this yeah. is going downhill quick. Well, it is. Um, and it's and- all, by the way, all Chris Woodward's fault. <laughs> all right uh so yeah i mean you know this is the the situation with rotation uh, is being compounded by the fact that the starters at triple a uh didn't really have a have a great great year so um it's you know depth is such an important thing and this team was kind of counting on some guys who just didn't didn't develop Right or or their development struggle slowed yeah, yeah. yeah and um and that happens you know this team has many many flaws it it entered the season with many flaws sure, uh, sure. the the front office admits it and I guess you know that's kind of where it, where it starts and um you know you, you talked about the manager getting a lot of blame here and uh, I wrote about that on Sunday I talked to him in Anaheim right and uh, look this guy hates it. You know, he yeah. hates um, not the criticism. He hates the losing. He hates the situation the team's in. You know, if if there's something that that a decision he makes that doesn't work out, he he it kills him. You know, he yeah. he he really hates it. And um, you know, I, I think that that people still, and I've said this many times, <clears throat> lose track of. Yes, the Rangers signed Simeon and Seager and John Gray and. You know, five hundred and eighty million dollars spent in the offseason to to finish off the roster, but all along the Rangers said that this is still a development year. That twenty twenty three is the year. Now expectations would be higher, and they want to see some marks met, but they did not give the manager yet again a kind of competitive roster that right. that to, exactly. to play with the Astros and the now the Mariners and. The, you know, all the teams in the wild card. So when, when people want to say, oh, Chris Woodward needs to be fired, they got to keep in mind that this was all, this is kind of the plan. I mean, I, yeah. it, it sounds terrible, but this was kind of the plan. And keep in mind, the team won 60 games last year. They're going to get that easy. You know, they're 11 away. They have 54 games or something like that. Yeah. They're not going to go 9 and 46 no, to finish the year. You know, right. they're, they're going to win. They're going to, improve they're going to have a probably double digit win total improvement you know and that's that's pretty good um now is it going to be good enough now he does the rangers did have they do have some benchmarks that that he needed to hit that they felt this team was capable of uh if if it's 77 wins it might be might be tough but 
you also got to keep in mind John Gray's hurt. Right. You know they have <laughs> they have one pitcher one 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 sure, not, I don't want to say sure thing but one very con- thing you can be confident in the rotation. It's Martin Perez. Right. Dane Dunning has been better. Right. Um, Glenn Otto's pitched okay. Right. You know Cole Reagans is a rookie. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do Saturday. You know, is it gonna be Dallas Keuchel? I. I it, it, so anyway, the, ro- well, the the rotation has some issues. They're not being able to stay in the game. The bullpen's tired. We've talked about that before. They're getting overworked. Yep. Yeah. The the lineup has has been hit hit or miss, but still statistically a decent lineup. So um, it's just it's just a flawed team, and I don't know how you can pin that on. And and that's the thing. Look, and I'm not here toting the 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 water for Chris Woodward saying he's the answer. I don't know. Yeah. I, if if he had the roster, I felt was absolutely capable of competing and should be competing. And this was a team that was on verge to win 72 to 75 mm-hmm. games. Absolutely, you could sit there and go and look at moves. But look, when you're making moves, trying to make moves that you think will work with a flawed team that doesn't have mm. I mean he really only trusts a few arms in that bullpen. Sure. I mean I think we all do if you watch it. I mean it's it's real easy to do that. I don't know what else he can do. I think a lot of it is they want to see him get pissed off, go out, throw a fit, get dejected. Yeah. Uh you know, do the Billy Bean thing, throwing things in the locker room. That's not Chris Woodward's style. Yeah. He's not that that manager, but I've seen him mad. And I've seen him upset, and he, he hates to lose. But, look, I, I don't know. I can't sit here and say he's the, he's the manager for a World Series team. I don't have any clue. Put a World Series team on the field, and let me tell you if he's yeah, a World Series yeah, manager. No, exactly. Then I'll know if he's a World exactly. Series manager. You know, and, and, and the thing I pointed out in the story at rangerstoday.com, $5.99 a month, $60 a year, um, <laughs> he, he still has the clubhouse. Yep. Um, he has not lost the, the clubhouse. The players still play hard. These they are competitive. I know. Right. I, I know. Uh, you know the the game Thursday wasn't very good, um, but this team is competitive most nights, and um, they're ju- they're just missing the key pieces. You know? yep. And and they have the young players who might make a mistake. They have a veteran who's worn down. They they do have some veterans who make some mistakes in the field that sure. you know that that needs to be cleaned up, obviously. But um, it's it's just not you know. And I told him this last year and in spring training again. I told I don't know if you're a good manager because you haven't had anything to manage. Yeah. And uh, you know, but but if you look at the way he uses the bench, uh, the, the bullpen's tricky. Sure. Um, he plays the numbers. But, He's an but, analytics guy. He, yeah. You know, he is an analytics guy, but he also like, you know, he knows that Nate Lowe hits lefties well. Right. And, and doesn't pinch it for Nate Lowe against against a lefty, and that's and that has worked out. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's not. That's going against bucking conventional Brad Miller pinch in home runs at the beginning of the year. We're working, yeah, and I mean it's just um, I I do want to see him get uh, another chance with what should be a more competitive roster based on what the Rangers think they're going to do this off season, which is a lot. And we'll go from there. Yeah, they're going to have a lot of money. Look again. So isn't there some money that falls off? Is it that Odor and Elvis money goes away? So that's that's. 20 something million or, right. and are right around 20 million. So, uh, and you know, I don't know that Cole Calhoun returns. So there's, yeah. there's another five, yeah. um, you know, Garrett Richards is He's another, not another, back. another four, I think. So, um, there, there's going to be money to do stuff yeah. and, and not just little stuff, big stuff. Well, and I, I've said that, look guys, if you haven't joined this, uh, Rangers today, 
like he said, five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars a year. We do not stop because the season ends. Yeah. And this off season, I think we're gonna have some fun shows sitting here <laughs> predicting what's about to happen, winter meetings. This is gonna yeah. be a team when the winter meetings and the GM meetings and those things come around this year, this is gonna be a team that's gonna be active. That sure. that name's gonna be mentioned with everybody. Yeah. I think last year they were kind of ignored until all of a sudden Seeger or Simeon and Seeger were signed, and yeah. everybody was going, what the heck was going on? Right. Rangers said, we're going to spend money and we're going to play at the top of the game. And not only did they play at the top of the game, they were the top of the market. Sure. I mean, they spent twice as much as anybody else. Exactly. And uh, now, now, granted, I mean, the, the contracts, Simeon's got, or yeah, Simeon has six more years. Seeger has nine more years. John right. Gray has three more years. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're a player financially. And, yeah. and they should be in this market and uh, with with their attendance this year still uh, up yeah I mean you know the, the roof is the roof has been such a game changer for attendance I mean there's no way this 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 team would be drawing what it's drawing if they were playing across the street without the roof especially this summer not, not with 100 degree weather so um, yeah. you know it's uh there's there's money and it'll be interesting to see you right I think the winter meetings are in San Diego which is where all baseball events should take place <laughs> um, so i'm looking forward to that um it, you know it's always a busy time and I, I think you know last year there was the lockout looming the deadline so the rangers made all their moves before that so right it might be a little bit longer uh this offseason before they make a deal but right. uh, they're generally they generally will sign somebody quick that's just kind of look at their history they'll sign somebody quick in november or early december and then they usually will get somebody right around Christmas or do something right coming out of the winter meetings. They usually don't do a lot at the winter meetings, but coming out of it, you know, maybe they've, they've started the, the foundation for a deal or the legwork toward one. Um, but anyway, it, it, it has a chance to be a good summer, but the first decision they got to make after the off season is with the manager. And I think that they will decide that, that he needs to go ahead and, and, and get that final year. He, he does have a, a year left on his deal. Uh, go ahead and, and, and I, it's I, not I think you'll get that chance. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're not going to extend him by any no. means. They're going to they're going to play out the year, and if they're winning yeah. and they're in first, then maybe you'll see something in the season where maybe they'll try yeah, to sure. lock him up another year or two. But that's when he proves that he's the manager. Yeah. That you know he hasn't had a chance to prove that. Anyway, yeah. I, I harp on that. And by the way, I, if they fired if they fired him, he wasn't a Chris Young hire. If they fire him, look, I'm not going to throw a fit because I like Chris. I mean, let's see what else someone can do. I just don't think he's the reason this team's losing. Well, and, you know, they've talked about for the last two years, two or three years, building the winning culture. Right. And and playing the way the manager wants to play. Well, why would you why why would you just say and get, get rid of that? Give him a give him give him the year. Give him say, all right, Chris, this is your team. This is this is the championship team that we feel like we're handing you absolutely so this is what we got to do you've anyway. got to at least be in the wild card you cannot be you've got we yeah. want you we to win the west yeah. yeah but you need to be in this all year this is yeah. i mean that's yeah. what they're going to expect sure if I, they do what they're supposed to do right they if still the, got to do it right but anyway and this and this and this system is so deep they have places to go with it this is a team now they you know john john daniels we haven't seen it with Chris Young yet. He's not a big guy that goes out and he doesn't sign a lot of closers. He he, he right. does it within. Right. A, a closer is somebody. Seriously, if this team's going and you're having problems at closer, that's a trade deadline deal. You go get your closer in that year. You think you're competitive. 
and you can go get someone. But yeah. they, they 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 like to go within on the closer. Well, they they did sign Joe Nathan. Uh, one, yep. In November of which 2011. was a success. Great, yeah. He saved 80 games for the Rangers in yeah. two years. I mean, that was a good deal. Uh, I'm curious to see if Jonathan Hernandez he has power stuff. He's looking good too. Yeah, if if that can if that can can be a closer. Um, but yeah, I would I would think that they need to go outside the organization if they determine. All right, we need we need starting pitching. They've already said that. Right. If they feel like bullpen needs a a, a guy, go get a closer for crying out loud. Yep. It's it's okay. Um, look, uh, I, I put Marcus Simeon up here for a reason. Since he hit his first home run on May 26th, he's top 10 in the league in home runs. All right, this guy this guy has the had, guy who hit 45 last year. Right. He had hit 45 last year. Didn't hit any for basically two months. Uh, he is. He's been a very productive player, and and uh, yeah, his his numbers are down. The average is is ugly, but if you look from May twenty sixth on, it's really it's really pretty good. It's and, what they uh, signed. Yeah, it's what <laughs> exactly. So and and you know, Seager had had a three hit game the other night. Um, his average is, has been steadily climbing. Um, you know, he's been dealing with the calf injury. I don't know how much that's that's affecting his pop, but um, those two guys are going to be fine. No, I totally agree. And, and you know, when they everybody jumped off, the, it was a bust when they were struggling at the beginning. Yeah. And it was like, everybody get let's let's get acclimated here, let's get going. They're proving to be worth the money they spend. I mean, look, you got to have alphas on the team. They got a couple alphas on the well, team. Well, and you know, if you want to, bang, you know, get get all mad at Chris Woodward, he, you know, the 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 second baseman was not a very good player for two months. So, yeah. um, that's not going to happen again. No, no, I don't think so. And and the teams. They like it here. The, the, those guys are, are – and for those that, that, that wonder, I had somebody that commented last night about, you know, well, these players don't seem upset when they lose. These players are upset when they lose. They're very quiet when they lose. You don't – when you go into yeah. the clubhouse afterwards, it, it's – Yeah. Th- that's not it. I mean, just – okay. Anyway, <laughs> going forward, Seattle's here. Big guy. It, it, John uh, John Blake and Ian Kinsler are getting selected to yeah, the Hall of Fame. that's pretty cool. Go yeah. to luncheon today we're going to. Yeah, it's a fun uh, it's a fun little weekend. Um, it's good to see see guys who you know from the past. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Davis. Chris Davis is going to be at the luncheon, uh, and he's going to be on hand for the ceremony tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good guy. I, I always Chris and I we always joke that we were rookies of the same year. And um, <laughs> anyway, I haven't seen him I haven't seen him for a while, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. But I, I like seeing all those guys. Yep, and those those guys could be potential future guest on here also that's right that's right we're gonna we're gonna have to uh hit him up butter him up today buddy yeah well anything else before we go to ryan no let's go talk to ryan he's got a really good story in all right guys after this we're gonna come back we got ryan garcia and a good story we'll talk about that when we get back guys ryan garcia heck of a pickup out of ucla huh want to see an outstanding arm an outstanding young man and somebody that is going to pitch at the next level just watch it. <laughs> What's not to like about this youngster? All right, and joining us now from actually they're in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They're down no, east- no, no, Fayetteville, no. North Carolina. Fayetteville, North Carolina. I don't know geography. That's not what you asked me to do here. Carolina League. The Carolina <laughs> League. It's uh, right-handed pitcher Ryan Garcia is joining us. Ryan, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. You know, just enjoying this beautiful humidity out here in the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've you've kind of gone from the extremes, the 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 super dry desert, to uh, to sweating your 
you know what's off and and um but how is the baseball out there how's everything going baseball has been fun i mean especially missing it for so long um I look forward to every day, you know, I look forward to being at the field every day, seeing my teammates and it's just, it's a blast. Um, and like you said, like both extremes. So, and I honestly, I prefer Arizona heat over this Carolina heat. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, Ryan, Ryan is a, he's actually got a house in surprise as I recall. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, about yeah. two blocks away from the complex. So yeah. No, I'm, really I'm, yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. That's great. Unfortunately, <laughs> you were there, there a while. <laughs> um, so just, you know, for, for the people who don't know, Ryan was the, the second round draft pick in, in 2019, the draft that included Davis Wenzel and Josh Young. Uh, he, he made two appearances that year in Spokane and his elbow started barking and then it kept barking and he had Tommy John surgery and on his way back from that, he had some oblique injuries. So, he, he's pitching COVID. again. That's the biggest thing. He's pitching again. Um, just kind of talk about your journey, Ryan, for those who aren't uh, familiar with it. Yeah, well, like you said, um, I pitched. I had two outings in Spokane of 2019. Um, I had a remainder of that season. I, they just um, the Rangers let me take time off, and then coming back for the following spring training in 2020, um, I ended up getting Tommy John surgery. Um, and that was during COVID year. So it seemed like it was a blessing in disguise for sure. Uh, I wouldn't be missing much baseball um, because of the season uh, being there. And so we're like, great, we'll get the surgery out of the way, be back in 2021. Well, lo and behold, I had um, a latch drain injury uh, later that year, coming back, uh, throwing from TJ. Um, that latch drain required two months of rest and rehab and then building back up again. So basically just starting the Tommy John throwing program again. Mm. And then this happened two more times. So three latch strings over the course of the next uh, 2021 season. And then um, I was able to get back from it this year in 2022, um, fully recovered and ready to go. What What did they pin down? I mean, how do you, you know, it's, it seems very unusual for somebody to have three lat strains. Exactly. And that was my question as well, obviously. And uh, our doctors and trainers here are top tier in the country. And um, they even spoke to other team doctors as well. It's like, what's going on with this guy? Um, is there an anomaly? Am I missing something? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they all said the same thing. Like, he should be fine. Like, it's just a small muscle strain um he should be healing fine but it happened in three different areas in my lot so it was oh. just three back to very bad luck uh events just, just bad luck god yeah you know i tell you being a baseball writer i've learned a lot about anatomy yeah you know, things i've never heard about before and of course you hear about lats and obliques because i guess those are the bigger muscles there but like the terrace major the terrace minor yeah intercostal stuff and you know just it's amazing all the muscles that are back there that can be irritated and and lead to something like this but um you're healthy now which is great you're you're pitching in down east you went five innings the last time um are are, are this seems like it's kind of been a slow build-up but it seems like maybe now maybe not all the the reins are off but but it seems like they're kind of letting you go a little more 
Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a, a slow buildup. Um, I think being gone that long, it just required near not as much as the same time required to build back up, but it required some more time than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for the remainder of the season, we're just going to be cautious about it. You know, I'd, our, we're just going to have an inning limit, uh, get my innings in, uh, and then come back stronger next year. Uh, I used an analogy for myself this year. It's like, I, I built a house to be able to play this year and then coming this off season, I'll be able to fortify the house for all next season. Yeah, so that, that, that was my plan and goal. Put a couple beams in there, maybe hang some pictures, you know, get start to decorate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get ready to have guests over. <laughs> now it's time to have fun. All right. So what's, what's working for you? I mean, you're, you're 253 ERA and nine starts. Um, what, what do you think is working best for you right now? Yeah, I think, Definitely my fastball. Um, my better games have been majority fastballs. However, um, lately I've been wanting to get more comfort with like off speed and uh, whatnot. So I've been throwing that a lot more. Uh, still having success, um, but I think it's important to just be able to throw all all these, especially um, for the future and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, my fastball has been. Um, the best I think it's been efficient wise, efficiency wise. Um, and I'm getting a more understanding of how that plays off with my other pitches as well. So really trying to blend those all together um, with tunneling and stuff. And so that's been the progression I've gone through this season. And it's been, it's been really fun, honestly. All right. Uh, go, go through your arsenal. What kind what, you know, two seamer, four seamer, I, I, two seamer, right? Uh, four seam. Oh well, all right. I had a fifty-fifty shot at it, <laughs> but I thought I thought I thought. Did you throw a sinker in in college? Mm-mm. Oh well, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm just making stuff up here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so four seam fastball and uh, four seam fastball. I have a curveball, slider, and changeup. Okay, and which one do you feel most comfortable with in those uh, off speed? Um, I'm, we're going with slider right now. Curveball's on its way, and then. I'll go slider and change up are about the same. Okay. All right. Stuff to work with. Stuff to work with. What's the velo? What are you topping out at right now? Topping out at 94. Uh, we're sitting about 90, 91. Um, 92 later in the innings, but starting off is honestly been a little slow uh, mm. to start the games. But once I get going, I'm, uh, I'll be sitting there. Yeah. The uh, and, and that velocity, I think, caught some eyes when you were – building up during uh, minor league camp and, and your your um, extended spring starts. There's a little more there, right? Yeah, and honestly, Velo hasn't been too much of a concern for me because um, mm-hmm. I know I can get it up there if I really wanted to, but I think I prioritize the execution of the pitch rather. Sure. Um, and I think moving forward, it's just been able for me to maintain where I'm at right now rather than overextend myself. And then yeah. pay the consequences. Um, and so I'm v- really comfortable where I'm at right now. Because um, I know if I were to overextend it, I'd have similar issues to what I had in this spring to where I had some um, uh, slow rebuild back. Yeah, uh, I, I talked to you in, in spring spring training in early March, and then I called you again in May. Um, you're, you, 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 you use the time well. And I know you're downtime, but you like kind of added some healthy weight. Um, so, I mean, just how much, 
the, the picture that 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 I don't know if you're going to be able to see or not um, is of you the day you you signed your contract in Arlington, and um, you definitely look. Oh, granted, I know that was three <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> He's gotten older too. You, you do you do look a little uh, uh, thicker. In a, in a good way, though. Right, yeah, yeah. No, you, he doesn't look, look thick like me. You look healthier. He doesn't look thick like me. He looks yeah. thick. <laughs> in shape, thick. But yeah, um, I think when I signed, I was like 180, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, right now, I've been sitting 205, so there's there's some weightage there. <laughs> but it's a good weight. I mean, you know, when you, when you have the, the injuries, you can't do much except work out. Yeah. And eat. So you've kind of, you know, I, I guess a lot of guys will say it. it. One of the blessings in disguise is the ability to to get into to better shape and, and and condition yourself for what's ahead. So, what 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 did you do uh, to to accomplish that? Yeah, I mean, uh, we had a pretty uh, scheduled weight routine uh, throughout rehab. I my trainer was John Perry. Um, he'd build, uh, two months, uh, weightlifting program. And every two months we would switch it to another one. Um, and it was really good for me. Um, the only thing is you can only work out so much, uh, mm -hmm. to a point where your muscles start getting tight. And then that does not help with throwing because you need to be a little loose throwing. So yeah. you can only go as far as, um, you're, you are flexy, you know? Sure. Well, you know, I, I saw this, uh, Remember Kyle Farnsworth, the old yeah. major league pitcher reliever. He's now in bodybuilding competitions, and he was always big. And I always thought he was too big. And I think that, um, like, there was a theory that Ruben Sierra got too muscular. And um, anyway, I, I I get that. And and a lot of times baseball players don't work out with the heaviest weights. It's you know because they got to stay pliable and all of that stuff. So it's uh it's interesting to see how you guys work out because it's there's so many like i said there's so many little muscles there you got the muscles you and i don't know yeah they have right <laughs> or we have them just they're terrible yeah they're not yeah they're not used that's yeah. a good way to put it all right so do you have any end of season goals i mean do you think you're going to get bumped up to hickory or are you just happy like you said getting your innings and and building the building the yeah. foundation as much as that I'd love to go to Hickory, um, I think the most important thing is obviously the innings. And then regardless of where I'm at, it just all comes down to pitch pitch execution. You know, mm -hmm. um, if I'm not making pitches here, I won't be making pitches up there. So what's the difference? Um, yeah. But the good thing is that I am making pitches. So um, it's almost like I am I can put myself anywhere um, in a mental state. You know, I could put myself in high double A and Sure. It all just comes down to pitch execution, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, good. Uh, all right, so that's that's the uh, the hard hitting baseball question portion, <laughs> as I like to call it. And now, now uh, John's going to play good cop, and yeah. we're going to get into get into a little more Ryan Garcia here than than <laughs> yeah than beyond throwing baseballs. We can tell you're all worked up, amped up, and <laughs> that's and, right. and ticked off right now. Now I got to bring you back down and calm you down. <laughs> All yep. right, you grew up in Pasadena, California. You ended up going to LaSalle High School. Is that right? Yeah. So I actually say Pasadena because people aren't really familiar with the, the side cities as well. Um, but I was born in Arcadia, California. Grew up in Monrovia. 
California in the earlier years of my childhood okay. and then finally made my way to uh, Sierra Madre, California. Okay. And that's where my family resides right now. And LaSalle is the high school there. LaSalle. 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 I'm, I'm an old Texas. I speak hick. And people got to do with that. So let me ask you this. So you did you play any other sports when you were growing up or in high school? Yeah, growing up, it was soccer and baseball. Um, and then in, right before high school, eighth grade year, I played football. And then I did that as well as my freshman year of high school. So I did football and baseball. Um, and then I, I did stop uh, and strictly focus baseball after my freshman year. Um, I loved playing in football games, but the uh, the practices was it was just ninety percent practice for um, for football, and it was just a lot of time spent there rather than what I wanted to be in my future, which was be sure. a baseball player. Were you a QB? I was a linebacker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you made a wise choice. Absolutely. What were you about to ask? No, I just mm-hmm. yeah yeah you, making you, a comment off of that. You, you made the wise choice there. Okay. So coming out of high school, you committed out of high school to UCLA where you ended up playing your college career. Did you have any other schools on your radar that you thought about? Not really. Um, the way I committed UCLA was kind of, uh, I'd say, unique. Uh, I went to a UCLA camp, and I was a, at that time I was still an infielder. Um, my whole high school career I played infield, pitched a little bit. I think I had 40 innings my senior year mm-hmm. as a pitcher. But um, so I went to a UCLA camp and I played the infield. Then I asked one of the coaches, hey, could I throw uh, the last inning of this game uh, to pitch? And they said, yeah, go ahead. Um, I ended up throwing. I pitched well. And then they said, you know what? We'll have him out for a visit. I came back to a visit two weeks later and then committed on the spot. Okay, very cool. And you're look, your college career. I want let me run these numbers by you guys. I know that this this organization is chock full of pitching. But I think that Ryan uh, is is a little bit unknown because of the injuries. Yeah. But these numbers, even what you're putting up in, in down east, listen to this. UCLA was there for three years, twenty and two career record <laughs> at, at 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 UCLA, two eleven ERA. Um, his junior year, which was the year he was Pac-12 Player of the Year, he was All American his junior year, ten and one, one point four four ERA, struck out one hundred and seventeen. In 94 innings, you're a strikeout guy. Even now, 46 strikeouts in 32 innings this year. Overall in your pro career, 54 strikeouts in 37 innings. I mean, dude, um, you seem to know what you're doing. Um, so it's kind of cool that, that, that you're under the radar, but th- this shows you how deep this organization is. Good Lord, man. Impressive. I just got to say that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so let's go to your draft. This is always what this, I love to ask. Th- this is going to be a good one. This is going to be good. Yeah, because... My prediction. This is going to be good. Uh, th- this one's going to be good. Okay, so you drafted in the second round by the Rangers. You were 50th overall. I always like to ask this question. Where were you when you got drafted, and how did you find out? This is going to be good. This is good. Um, <laughs> so where was I? I was at a regional uh, playing a game. And so I didn't get the, the treatment of waiting at home for a phone call. I was had to be, uh, you know, focused and dialed in on the game we were playing. I think we were playing LMU, or I can't. I'm sorry, I can't remember. Anyways, so we had I think three guys drafted that day. Um, it was really special. We had dads coming down saying that our first rounder went, our first baseman uh, during the middle of the game, which was hilarious. And then 
Um, we had another, our second baseman get drafted. And then I didn't find out until after the game. We were shaking hands. And um, one of my teammates told me I got drafted by the Rangers. And then I walked up to my family uh, on the side and we took photos. And it was, it was just a, it was a special moment for sure. Well, you pitched, right? You were pitching that game. I think, yeah, I did pitch. And then uh, I, when I got here to the Rangers, they, the uh, trainer, I think Napoleon Picardo told me that they were watching me pitch and they're like, oh, oh, Lord, like, please, <laughs> nothing happened. You know, uh, but, but it, it was fun. Yeah. No, no, that's a good one. Now, now let me ask you this. So you, so you, when did you first notice scouts coming to watch you and you think you really had a chance to go pro? Was it your junior year or were you seeing some activity, maybe your freshman and sophomore year, talk to anybody? When did you first figure out, you know what, I may have a chance to play pro ball? Uh, that came in high school for sure. Um, although I, I'd like to think that I was ready as a high schooler, there's there's no way I was. The maturity level wasn't there. Uh, maturity level and um baseball wise for sure um i think that all really developed at ucla and i'm really grateful for that um but yeah i i knew i i could get there in high school but there was no way i'd i'd be the person i was without going to college now in high school were you being were you being uh scouted as a position player um i they said that um i think they were being nice honestly they because i wasn't bad as an infielder but um, I think they were the eyes were more on my on my arm. On your arm, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so let's go outside of baseball. What are some things you like to do outside of baseball? Do you play golf? Do you hunt, fish? You're a California kid, so what do you do? Well, um, this past year has been filled with more golf than anything. Um, I think, especially being a pitcher, it's important. It's very important. <laughs> it's vital. It's not important. It's vital. That that's something that I can work on on the side as well. Um, but other than that, I'm huge into technology and stuff. Um, so during uh, my TJ rehab, I actually built a computer for myself um, from scratch. Um, I bought all the parts and then put it together. Um, so that was an experience. Um, that's pretty sweet. My, my son did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really fun. And then. Uh, so if it's not video games, golf, or um, just being with friends and family, uh, that's pretty much it. So, so where where do you play in Surprise? Um, I'm sorry, play oh golf. Golf, uh, all of yeah. It. Just um, I played at Coyote Lakes uh, a good amount of times. I know the staff very well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if it's not any of the other retirement um, golf courses. Um, I, I try to make my way out to Scottsdale, but it is a little over an hour each way or uh, combined drive. So, yeah, the the Scottsdale I, during spring training, I hate going to Scottsdale. Yeah, especially during the week because it'll take no no lie, it'll take an hour and a half to get back just because of traffic and just because of traffic. It doesn't matter which way you go, um, you're just you're just gonna wear it. So, so the goal is if we do have to go over there. If the game's not over by four, we're, we are dead. Uh -oh. So we just probably stay over and eat dinner and wait for the traffic to die down. But, um, yeah, there's, I mean, it drives me crazy. I've, I've, I've covered the team for 15 springs, oh, yeah. and I've never played a round of golf. I've gone to the driving range, yeah, but I've never played a round of golf, and it kills me. 
Because you just don't have time? Well, yeah, you don't have time, but everywhere you go, there's these beautiful courses. We lived on a, you know, the the our house used to be on a, a course, and God dang it, I would, like, go jog in the morning around the course, but, boy, it killed me. I've played out there one time, and if you don't hit a fairway, you're in, you're in sand. <laughs> you're in out there. Snake territory. What's that? I said sand or you hit a house because the houses are all. <laughs> hit a house too, yeah. All right, so we got to go into food. What's your fa- what, what, what is your favorite kind of food that you like to eat? Yeah, I had to say probably sushi. Um, I do love steaks and um, I, I'd say sushi or any Japanese cuisine. All right, you're after my own uh, palate there. I love Japanese food, and I love seafood and sushi. Okay, fast food. In a hurry, you got to do it. What's your go-to? What's your favorite fast food? Ooh, Raising Cane's. Raising Cane's. That's twice we've had that one. I tell you, you know, that... uh, Right next to the complex, so it works out. Right, right. It's pretty new. That and the In-N-Out are new. Surprises really, and apparently surprises getting a Whataburger. Isn't that what? Uh, they have two Whataburgers Dana, now, but you got to be an In and Out guy, right? You're a California kid. Of course, yeah. But <laughs> no, Dane Acker said uh, last week they're building a Water Whataburger. Yeah, right, close, close to the. I have one by the Costco on Waddell. See, I'm a, I'm officiated with. There you go. It's it's on. Yeah, there you go. Well, you're a resident, so you gotta you gotta know these things. So I gotta ask this because look, so I'm a I'm a Texas guy, born and raised. I love Whataburger. It's my burger. I like it. I do like In-N-Out. In-N-Outs are in Texas now, and I've had yeah. them, and they're, and they're good. Have you tried Whataburger? Do you like it? Yeah, um, I'd say I like it. That was actually the first meal I had after surgery in Texas. But <laughs> <laughs> regardless, uh, yeah, I do like Whataburger. However, I would rank In-N-Out above Whataburger, but In-N-Out is not my favorite burger. I think uh, it would be Five Guys. Ooh, that's some awesome. My daughter went to college. There was a five guys right there in Wichita Falls, Texas. Oh, man. man, that's some awesome. That peanut oil and everything else, they, they they cook it in. It's good. That's a big burger. All right, so home-cooked meal. What's your favorite home-cooked meal, and who cooks it? Mom, grandma, girlfriend, wife, what? There it is. Okay, so now we're back to steaks. Um, I think <laughs> home-cooked steak. Um, that was another little um, thing I'd like to do during my time in Arizona was I, I got into watching a lot of YouTube videos on how to make the best steak. All right. <laughs> so you cook yourself. Yeah. Um, I cook myself. My family cooked for me when I was in high school a lot. So, I mean, um, I'll give them a lot of credit, but I, I, when I was on my own, that's, I was cooking for myself a lot. Okay. So how do you, what, how, how do you make the best steak? The way I know how to make a steak and the, uh, I enjoy it most is when it's, um, it's salt cured overnight in the fridge and then you just make it how you would. Um, but I think salt curing it in the fridge is really important. That's it, it takes away most of the outer moisture, but keeping the moisture inside the steak and then as well as seasoning it with salt. So you, do you have, a, you have a grill, do you have like a, a, or like a green egg or a Kamado Joe or something like that? I do have a Traeger and then um, a sous vide as well. Now, okay. do, you ha- do you have that in the Carolinas there? Oh, no. I, I wish. But that would be too much <laughs> too much luck to carry around. Okay, well, then i got to ask this in because I am a steak lover. What do you, do you have a particular cut of steak you like? I'm a ribeye guy. I, I just, just love ribeye. I love a strip. You're rib-eye. a strip. You're a ribeye? Yeah, see, it's got the perfect – it's marbled, got the fat in it that yeah, you need. I'm I like, sorry. I like a strip yeah. steak. 
Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Ron and I know what we're talking about. You can sit over there and eat your strip steak. We're going to eat the ribeyes. Okay. Last question. We'll get you out of here. So this is a fun one. We've asked this to everybody. We get great answers all the time. It's what's something that nobody knows about you. I'll give you some examples so you can kind of know where we go. You've probably heard these before. Jack Leiter hates peanut butter. Uh, Blaine Krim used to run around naked and hit the ball when he was five years old. Uh, Davis Wenzel had his finger cut off when he was five years old, got it slammed in a door. Yeah. What's some other ones? Uh, yeah, Bro- the, our, Brock Burke's the, the, the number famous one. one. Yeah. The famous one that went viral. Brock Burke's a sleepwalker and had some stories about sleepwalking. Uh, getting up and his roommates would freak out in the yeah, middle Yeah, you might have heard about those. You probably rehabbed with him. Did you ever hear about Brock and his sleepwalking? Um, I think I've heard stories. He said, well, he, the main thing he said was just not to not to mess with him while he's sleepwalking. Because <laughs> that's, that's when it gets scary. <laughs> okay. So what is something that nobody knows about Ryan Garcia? Oh, my goodness. Well, see, he already told us he built a computer and is like a great cook. So... That's two those pretty. Are, those are two that's pretty impressive. Good ones. That's pretty impressive. Ones. This might going to be my IT guy when he retires. <laughs> <laughs> Not very many, many people know I have an, an AMG Mercedes. How about that? One? AMG Mercedes. All right. Yeah. But it, was that it, your was, was that, that your one uh, indulgence when you when you got that bonus? Yeah, it was a it was my dream car in high school. It was a 2015 uh, E63 AMG, and I was able to get it when I got drafted. And so that, that, that's really special to me. So you're still rolling in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably keep that forever. How's it handle the humidity or did you not take it to, I did not take it here. No. Okay. So it's, it's sitting in Arizona, just sitting there collecting dust in an Arizona garage right now. All right. All right. Well, that's, no, I like that one. That's cool, man. Yeah. I dig that too. And, and, it, and you know what? If yeah. you, you should do that. Absolutely. If you, if you, if you earned it, Hey, I'm indulging. I'm buying a pool. So, you know, you've already bought one. So, the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only uh, people that do know that I have it are the people that have driven in it. Um, I don't really, like, show it off or anything. So, that's it. You got another vehicle you drive more, and like your everyday car, and then that's your little one you bring out for special occasions? It, it is my everyday car, but that, oh. I, do, I do park it, like, far away. And, and then In the complex? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it away from the field so you don't get any home run balls. Or... <laughs> yeah, no any foul balls over there. <laughs> I tell you what, I was in I was in Arizona last month, and um, there were some wild foul balls that 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 went into the parking lot that I've never seen before. So, and they and they they chopped down the trees. The trees used to catch a lot of those, but oh, the trees yeah. apparently were diseased, and so they cut them down. So they got to replant them so that the cars have some buffer. Uh oh! Now you got him worried. Yeah, he'll be fine. Spring training. I'll start walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's two blocks. All right. Anything else before we get him you, out of here? You should get a motorized scooter or electronic scooter. Those are pretty fun. I don't know if that's in our if we're allowed to in our contract. Oh really? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah. do with uh, um, mopeds and such and such. Oh no. yeah, they, they they can't have while they're under contract. They can't take chances on. Is that, is that the get Fern- you a golf cart? Is, is that, that the Fernando Tatis rule? Could be, yeah. Who's it? Chris Sale that fell off his bicycle. Yeah, you get a golf cart. Those are those are big and those are big in surprise. But they're as much as a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gotta get that big league money for her first. He can get up there and get that big league money and get him yeah, a golf all cart. Right. But it is in Texas and he won't be okay. Yeah, whatever. No, hey, just thanks for uh taking time. I know uh 
Uh, you got a ball game tonight. You got to get to the ballpark and get ready for your next start and all that. So uh, we really appreciate it, man. Roxo Media House is a streaming and production company located in Fort Worth, Texas. From video to podcast production and social media broadcasting, Roxo Media House strives to deliver a dynamic media experience for clients and fans. With 15 shows, we have something for the whole family. Join the Roxo Media community today. All right, that was Ryan Garcia joining us. It was great to have him. Guys, it's time to go down in the bus leagues. We're going to talk about the minor leaguers all the way from low A all the way up. Actually, Arizona Complex League, too. We could, yeah. We could. This, um, <laughs> if you're not watching that, guys, it's hard to get stats on that. you got to look up Arizona Complex League. There's, uh, But the the young kids are playing pretty well. Yeah, they had a they had a 16-game winning streak not too long ago. And, yeah. Uh, they, you know, they've had some help. They've had Josh Young and Davis Wenzel and – uh, Kyle so they're Cody a little bit and above Dane, the Dane Acker, they've had some rehab guys who are a little more uh, advanced, but um, they're, they have some really good young uh, players. Young Latin kids that are, yeah, are just sure, outstanding. Sure. But let's yeah. go to Down East. Down East is the low A. We go low A, high A, double A, and triple A, just in case we need a reminder there. Uh, Down East Wood Ducks are 52 and 53 overall. In the second half, they're 19 and 20, 5 and 5 in their last 10. They just won one last night. Um, these are the kids. These are the ones getting their first full season. Some of them have been promoted up. Uh, yeah. You know, Acker, we talked to last week's playing there. He did okay his last start out. Maximo's kind of the best position player, I think, there right now still because uh, uh, Osuna got moved up. They're, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. The, uh, the pitchers who are drafted aren't going to pitch until the uh, fall instructional league. So if you're going to see any position players from the draft, it'll be at down east, but – it's got to be like there's got to be a need, right. and I don't know if there's going to be a need, and that's fine. They, you know, they they can all they can all hang out and surprise for a while. Well, there used to be a short season. Right. They used to have in Spokane. Used to be well, with, the draft used to be in June. And, you know, oh, absolutely. That, that, that month's that month's big. They all shut down. Yep. And it's hard to get them built back up. Absolutely. Okay, so we go to Hickory High A, fifty four, fifty one overall. They're sixteen and twenty three in the second half. Uh, three and seven in their last ten. So they're scuttled a bit. Uh, they won last night. Uh, a no hitter. Yeah, yeah. It's our <laughs> second no hitter. You know, you know, these are combined no hitters these days, cause, right? Because minor leaguers, their innings are limited. But um, Mason Engler, who, who's behind you, former former uh, podcast guest, absolutely. Uh, he he tossed seven hitless innings, and then Theo McDowell, who was part of the previous no hitter, right, finished up with two. So um, that's pretty neat. You know, I mean, they they've they've had a rough second half. They've their roster has been rated. Right, you know, you could argue that you know two of their three best players are gone, and Owen White's gone, their best pitcher. So, um, but yeah, those are kind of fun. Well, and, and Evan Carter, who's really climbing up the prospect rankings, four for five last night. Yeah, had a great night. He's yeah. still just just performing outstanding. So young still. Okay. That's why I'm probably not going to see him in Frisco. Yeah, you know, his birthday's later in the month. His twentieth birthday. Okay. Um, Maybe he, he, he's he's now Baseball America's top Rangers prospect. Right. Um, and you know, I, 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 uh, get a chuckle out of that after everybody crapped all over the pick, you know, and then, um, so good, good for him. Good for the Rangers. Uh, I don't know. He might get bumped up. There has to be a need. Um, and there, there, there might be, but at 19, you know, and, and he didn't play a lot last year. Is he a candidate for the Arizona Folly? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think if he has a full year this year, they'd probably just let him, let him take a breather. But yep. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, 
I think he's going to stay in Hickory. Okay, I kind of. There's real no rush to get him up here. He's just yeah. 19, about to be 20. Yeah. Yeah. But man, he's he's impressive and he's showing what Kip Fag said when he said this is a potential five-tool guy. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of the prognosticators scoffed at that, but it's coming out to look yeah. that way. Yeah. So Frisco, double A. Frisco went out there the other night, uh, 57 and 48 overall. Uh, 21 and 15 second half, seven and three in their last ten. They did lose last night. Lighter his last start out, five and two thirds. He had he gave up a couple runs in the first. We ended up going five and two. Uh, only the two earned runs in the first seven Ks. Yeah, five he pitched and two. well, and he's been, to, he's been better. He's yeah, been better. He's starting to be better. Um, there the other night I saw Acuna look uh-huh. good. The other night Zavala was hurt when I was there. Did get to see Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, playing his rehab, he was a man among boys in, yeah. in there, but he didn't get a hit that night. Oh well, all right. So, um, anybody there you need to touch base on, or well, you know, uh, Her- Dustin Harris is on the the, the seven day injured list. Not sure why uh, it happened yesterday while I was running around town, so I didn't I didn't get a chance to talk to anybody. Um, you know, they they are playing pretty good though. Yeah, and uh, Justin Fosty has been great. Oh Justin Fosty has been on on a roll. So he had two hats, two hits when I was yeah, there. So so good for him. He you know he kind of it, it's not like he wasn't struggling. Right. He just wasn't hitting the ball over the fence, and he's done that a lot more lately. So yep. um, good good for for Justin, who's a good dude. And last but not least is Round Rock. Round Rock is fifty eight and fifty overall. They're five and five in their last ten. They did they have won three in a row. And there's a new third baseman in Round Rock. Yeah, you might have heard of him. His name is Josh Young. Yeah, and, uh, well, tell me about this kid. What's the deal with him? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's anyway. Um, I, you know, I just think it's uh, some, some some point in September when he gets called up, and uh, you know, he he he's a forty man guy, or, right. or he needs to be a forty man guy because he's, he's going to have to be he's this rule five awesome. eligible. So right. we do it now, get him acclimated, show him the ropes. A lot of, you know, all those cliches, but get him ready because, you know, assuming he stays healthy. Right. Which the last two years he hasn't, but right. he's going to be the starting third baseman for the Rangers next year. So uh, get get those wheels get those wheels moving. But, yeah, he homered in his first game at AAA. Uh, I think he's had a hit each game so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And two walks his first night, too. So he had a home run, two walks. I mean, yeah. the plate discipline. Look. Uh, guys, Josh Smith, fantastic. Ezekiel Durant's done great. That's not their. They look at Josh Young as their third baseman. Yeah, he's their they, third baseman. Yeah, and he played. He did play some first in the in the uh, complex league, and and that's just you know if something were to happen to Nate Lowe or they needed somebody to go play first base, they got they would have Josh Young. Well, they got to gotta find them bats for these guys, right? Yeah, because sure. they, they've got the young kids are starting to hit, and they need to find places for them and. Um, you know, as we get through August going through, like we talked about, you know, on the big league things, that we could see some some of these kids start to get a little bit of a chance here. Coming, yeah. Especially when yeah. the roster expands. Yeah, well, you know, it expands by three, so it'll be interesting to see how they, they juggle that. But um, I would expect Josh Young to be in the major leagues. Yep. Well, guys, that's it. Uh, congratulations to John Blake and uh, Ian Kinsler, who will be yep. elected into yep. the uh, Texas Ranger Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, we're going to a luncheon today for them, but uh, – other than that, anything else before we get out of here? Well, you know, just subscribe to rangerstoday.com for five ninety nine a month or sixty a year or thirty five for six months if you like that idea. And then also you gotta subscribe to this channel. Uh, there's buttons I think in, in the works. So yep. you can just click on it and voila, you're you're uh, never missing an episode and you're helping us reach our goals so that we can start making some money off of this YouTube thing. Absolutely. So, uh, help a brother out. Help two brothers out. <laughs> Absolutely. Guys, that's it. Until next week, 
We'll see you at the yard. Roxo Media House.